fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I sense panic. Don't you? I sense the panic. I sense the uncertainty coming from the other side of the aisle, and it smells like victory <laughs> as we continue to battle on each and every day. Hey, welcome into the show. It is the Voice of Reason broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country. Multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening we appreciate you, your millennial general, reporting for duty like we do every single day. I'm telling you, I sense insecurity. You ever have one of those situations where you see the rabid dog backed into the corner and they're about ready to be attacked? The animal, ever watch the Discovery Channel? Animal Planet, where you have the animal that's just about ready to be eaten and it's backed into a corner. It doesn't know where else to go. It cannot run or hide any longer. So it turns around and it becomes the vicious foaming at the mouth red beady eyed animal where it's in this desperate state of panic that's where the democrat progressive left-wing ideology is at right now in this country it doesn't seem like it at times because they're the nice duck treading on the water but trust me their legs are a kicking behind the scenes because they're about to lose everything that they've had I know I'm the eternal optimist, and I know that I always look at things maybe a little bit deeper than other individuals, which is okay, but I, I truly feel that that's where we're at, and I feel that we're on the right path when it comes to the COVID mandates, when it comes to the economy getting back on track with people uh, wanting to stop this madness of the left-wing progressive agenda. Yeah, I think we're in the right situation right now. Welcome into the show. We have a lot to get to today. We have the election starting in just a couple weeks, in two, a week and a half, two weeks from Virginia. Yeah, with their big governor's race and with some setting on. I'm telling you, I've said this before. We have so many candidates all over the nation running for governor's races or uh, Senate races or congressional races. And and then, of course, your local elections with your city council and your county commission and your school board and your state legislature. There are so many candidates announcing runs for next year's midterms. It is huge. It is bigly. And now we have even in this election that could set the tone. Virginia is really going to set the tone for where Democrats are at right now going into the midterm elections. Now, we have a Republican candidate and a Democrat candidate, and right now the Democrat is up a little bit in that race, according to 538.com, where McAuliffe, Terry McAuliffe, former governor of the state of Virginia, not the Ralph Northam guy, you know, that said that you can abort a baby like even minutes after it was delivered. Yeah, that guy's gone. That's not the case any longer. Terry McAuliffe, former, he's not any better, but Democrat candidate Terry McAuliffe is sitting at 48%, 48.1, according to 538.com. That is against Youngkin, the Republican, at 45.5%. I don't know much about the Republican, but what I will say is that the Democrat is starting to lose his marbles, if you know what I mean. And again, you could look at this race specifically as just the race for governor in the state of Virginia that's coming up on November 2nd in just a couple of weeks from now. I could look at the grander scale, however, and say this is really the epitome of where the Democrat Party is right now because they are desperate. We have a spending package that they thought they were going to easily be able to pass with this three and a half or 4.2, $4.3 trillion federal budget, this $1.2 trillion 
or uh, infrastructure package. They thought it would just be easy. They had the majority in the House. They kind of had the majority in the Senate. You ram it through. You say, ha-ha, Republicans, you didn't get it. You didn't do the bipartisan stuff, so you're going to lose in the midterms. And then they hold up their false sense of hope that they're actually doing some type of agenda that the American population actually wants outside of the 1% or 2% fringe that are the loudest voices of the screaming temper tantrum seven-year-old children. Outside of them, no one else likes with what they're doing. And it's really starting to show with McAuliffe where he's getting a little testy. hes I don't know if you've heard some of the audio from uh, some other places. Fox News had some good reports, but he was doing an interview locally in the state of Virginia where he, where he just ended it abruptly. He was just done. Mm, over. And he says it was because bad questions because he didn't like to talk about Donald Trump. He didn't like to talk about some previous things going on. He wanted to talk about the here and now and rip the Republican for being a Trump supporter and rip him for giving rights to, you know, individuals instead of unions and special interests. I'm telling you, he took it to an entirely new level. And a lot of people are saying that that is going to be his demise speech between that and a debate that just happened in the last night or two as well, where he just shot himself in the foot meaning the Democrat Terry McAuliffe. This is what he said during an interview he was doing locally in the state of Virginia. And a woman today working in healthcare makes $7.25 and 25 cents home healthcare worker. She has to work 48 weeks just to pay for childcare for one child. These are the issues I'm into. I want to raise the minimum wage. I want paid sick days. I want family medical leave. Glenn Youngkin is against every one of those. Fine, he has a right, Donald right, Trump right-wing agenda. He will... All right, so I don't know if you heard that there, but there was someone talking in the background and it was his campaign manager that says, all right, we're done. Like, this is the last question. It's over. So he was allotted, apparently, according to the local media source, he was allotted 20 minutes in this interview. He ended it at 10 because he didn't like the questions. Now, of course, he's trying to play out that people are victims right now and they have to work really, really hard. And, you know, it's just not fair to the women and not fair to individuals because they have to work so hard right now. And that's the focus I want to I want to expand social programs. Just going down the typical socialist you know, yellow brick road to try and lean people into, oh, he cares about the people so much. He cares about the people so terribly much. We'll get to that in a second. But after he gets done answering that question, his campaign manager, who's talking in the background, interrupting the interview, by the way, because it's picked up on the audio, that we're done, it's over. Because this is what happens. Ban abortions. Your viewers should be very clear on this. He wants to ban abortions here in Virginia. He says election integrity is the number one issue. No, it isn't. Healthcare, COVID, education, job All right, we're over. That's okay. it. That's right, there it is. We're over. Hey, I gave you extra time. Come on, man. You should have asked better questions early on. You should have asked questions your viewers care about. Well, we did. Well, we did. You should have asked questions your viewers care about. Apparently, again, this is the elitist mindset that we know what's best for you. We know what you want. We know what, how much money you need. We know the services that you are looking for. We know the topics that are interesting to you. So we're going to pick and choose those. You ask me about like economy questions and economic things about how bad things are and the business is closing down in COVID. I don't want to talk about that. Those are tough questions I don't really want to focus on. I want to focus on the social programs that I'm willing to give you because I'm a socialist. I'm a Democrat. I'm going to give you everything. Now, again, this is one candidate, but you got to look at the grander scale and what this means for the entire progressive left-wing agenda right now, because this is the only thing they have. When you look at the federal budget, you cannot try to validate or try to explain in any way, shape, or form why we need to spend $5 trillion in a federal budget. 
it doesn't make sense. You can't do quantitative easing. You can't raise taxes during a COVID pandemic when people still aren't working and we're seeing small business shut down left and right. It doesn't make logical sense. The only argument that they have is the emotional argument. People are victims. We need to take care of said victim X, Y, and Z. Whatever that victim is, and it changes on a daily basis, hourly too, depending on whatever their bipolar disease actually tells them to say, uh, they're, someone new is a different victim. And then we need to take care of that victim by expanding Medicare and Medicaid, by expanding Social Security, by making you part of the nanny state-ism that is in this country now to try and ram this through. They're doing it at the local level. Now, imagine this, if you will. Virginia used to be a very deep red state. And now we see this crazy left-wing movement that's taken over the state of Virginia, obviously because it's on the East Coast, it's right near D.C. I mean, that whole area is just kind of messed up as it is. But it used to be a red state. And outside of the bigger city area there, there are rural communities that are very conservative. Leave me the hell alone. That's why when they tried to pass gun uh, confiscation bills, you saw 30,000 people show up on the Capitol steps in Virginia protesting that with AR-15s and and quote-unquote evil scary assault rifles. Because there is a large population that does not like that. And now with Joe Biden getting a, I don't know, 20 30% approval rating among individuals nationwide even within his own party that think he's gone just a little bit too far and realize that he can't remember his own name the democrats are a little concerned this is the first major election that sets the tone going into next year and they recognize that and if they lose their stronghold of a deep blue state like virginia at least in that area where they count the votes and they try to make everything matter then they're done for And they start panicking. And while the crazy left, like AOC types, are trying to invest money in going after uh, Republicans in deep red districts, being like, oh, they didn't support the social programs. They didn't support the socialist takeover. Oh, we need to vote them out of office. While they're focused on that because they're delusional, the rest of the Democrat Party is starting to recognize, wait a second, maybe, just maybe, we need to reevaluate what the heck's going on with the party. Terry McAuliffe, though, is done. After the debate, not only just with that interview showing that, you know, oh, you didn't ask questions that your listeners care about. Yeah, we did. We asked about the topical issues of the day right now. That's what's going on. Then we have the debate that happened where he, this is really him shooting himself in the foot. His campaign is over. You're going to see him start losing in the polls because any parent that even semi-believes in this should not have children. That's just really the reality of it when he says something like this on a national debate stage. I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually take books out and make their own decisions. I've stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. (laughs) Wait a second. Wait a second. You're a parent of a child and you shouldn't have the right to tell what the curriculum should be at the local school district on what your child is being taught. He literally, can we play that again? He literally just said that he doesn't believe the parents have the right to set the school curriculum for the school board because the parents should not have the right to tell the school what their kids should be taught. I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually take books out and make their own decisions. I've stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Now, one of two things happened. By the way, that hat tip to Fox News for that audio. There's one of two things that comes of this. Either one, that's the new stance of the Democrat Party to where they have become more bold in their stances. They become more bold in their ideology to where they can openly say, yeah, we want to take your rights away and you're just going to bow down and do it. And 
there is a fraction of that party that actually stands up and defends that position. Oh, yeah. No, the school board and the teachers unions and the school boards, they totally have the rights over you as a parent. You as a parent are insignificant in your child's education. Or they back off and they're like, ooh, maybe we shouldn't have done that. That's bad, okay? I'm telling you, the Democrats are scared. And when you start, like, snipping at reporters that are supposed to be your friends and your allies, I mean, I'm sure I don't know what media outlet that was that was interviewing uh, Terry McAuliffe there in the first audio clip where he ended the interview early. I don't know what uh, what media source it was, an ABC affiliate, NBC affiliate. I don't really know. Don't really care. The media is supposed to be your friend. They're supposed to be nice They're the ones supposed to be covering up when you mess up because they're the ones portraying the information to the public. And now you've just gone against your own ally that is the mainstream media. You just went on a debate stage and pissed off every parent in that crowd, although there were a few claps of, I like what he says. The clapping seals that continue to just do whatever the Democrats tell them to do, probably plants in the audience, I don't know, or they didn't really quite register what he said. But you pissed off every parent out there saying you don't have any say in your child's education. I'm not going to stand here and allow a parent to walk in, take a book away, probably relating to like critical race theory. I'm not going to let them walk in, take away, and dictate what, what their kid is actually going to be allowed to be taught. That's up to the schools. That's up to the teachers' union. That's up to the Department of Education at the state level and at the federal level. You as a parent, you are insignificant in what's said to your children at school every day. We pay for it with our taxpayer money, your property taxes, statewide taxes, sales taxes, income tax at the federal level. That's all pays for it, but you don't have a say. That's the stance. So they can either defend that or they start to backtrack a little bit. But you hear the snippiness. The snippiness. It's the rabid dog backed into the corner when they're wounded. They're about to die and they realize their agenda is starting to go out the window and they're beginning to panic. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. I know I just set the stage here. I don't know how many metaphors I used in that last segment, but it was a lot. But I think it sets the tone for what's really happening. Now, I know a lot, and I've had some people reach out during the break and say, Andy, okay, yeah, he's losing his mind. That's not the Democrats all over like they're actually winning. They're gaining. We still have these mandates in place. OSHA's still working on their rules for COVID vaccines for the businesses. And we're losing. We're losing the freedom, Andy. It's not that all, you know, sunshine and daisies right now. Now, first off, you know me. I'm an eternal optimist. I always think that everything has an opportunity for us to grow from, learn from, and, and seize the day from carpe diem all over this place baby but i do have some good news for you as well some positive news not the best news it's not over obviously the battle's never over but we have some good news so let's get to that shall we what's trending today so i want to read you a couple of headlines just for a second and show how people are finally starting to fight back we have southwest airlines as you know where they were going to start laying off individuals who have not gotten vaccinated on unpaid leave because of their vaccine mandate. Now, the mandate itself has yet to go away. However, they have made a bit of a slight change in their decision, as there are a lot of individuals, and I mean a lot of individuals, that are trying to get the medical exemption or the religious exemption from getting the vaccine, which they are accepting. And a lot of businesses are exempting that, which I hate to say it, but if they have to go through this, if we have to go through these mandates, is that going to be the, like the, the legal loophole is that everybody either has a medical or a religious exemption? I mean, you can become, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, you can actually become an ordained minister just by going online, filling out an application, and becoming an ordained minister. It's not that difficult. You can do that. And if you become an ordained minister, then you can say that you, are, you have a religious exemption and you can apply based on whatever work that you actually have. Now, some are making it more difficult to actually get those exemptions because they want everybody to actually do it. Others are trying to accept it. Now, Southwest Airlines, starting on December 8th, coming up in about a month and a half, was going to start laying everybody off on unpaid leave if you have not either gotten your exemption approved or if you have not gotten the vaccine. Now, what they've done is they haven't gotten rid of the mandate, but what they have done is they've gotten rid of Uh, and repealed the idea of relieving everybody on unpaid leave. As they say, there are massive amounts of individuals, according to CNBC.com, that executives at both carriers in recent days have tried to reassure employees about their job security under the mandate, urging them to apply for exemptions if they can't get vaccinated for a medical reason or for a sincerely held religious belief. The airlines are expected to face more questions about the mandate, whether they report quarterly results as of uh, Thursday morning. So... They're changing their platform, them and American Airlines, to where they're not going to put everybody on unpaid leave as of December 8th if you have not gotten the vaccine or if you have not gotten your uh, your exemption approved right now, which means everybody right now is out there trying to apply for this thing. It's overloading the system, and they're waiting on that to be returned. At the same time, 
we have more individuals standing up and just fighting back. As you know, the stand-up comedian Jim Brewer canceled a lot of his shows at any venue that was requiring masks or vaccines or negative COVID testing in order to walk into the venue. He canceled all those. He canceled half of his tour. He went to the other ones that were just open to everybody because he's like, I just don't care and you shouldn't have to get a vaccine to laugh based on watching someone tell jokes. I'm not going to do that. Another uh, uh, entertainer has done the same thing now, Travis Tritt, country singer. Big fan of uh, Travis Tritt. He is now, according to FoxNews.com, has canceled all of his shows at venues all over the nation that require vaccines or negative tests or masks to go to the concert. He's not doing it. Over. Mm-mm. Ain't going to fly. At the same time, I'm telling you, this is a day of good news. We're winning this battle because the they can try and push and push and push, but when we start to push back, they cave a little bit. In-N-Out Burger. Haven't had In-N-Out Burger in years. In-N-Out Burger is now clashing in San Francisco over the vaccine mandate, saying, quote, we refuse to become the vaccine police. We're not doing it. We don't care who's eating our burgers. We just want people to come and eat our burgers because the last year with COVID has harmed us being able to sell burgers. We're not becoming vaccine police. We're not enforcing this. Anybody can come and buy a burger. The fight is on. The line in the sand has officially been drawn by many individuals, and it's just going to get better from there. Nicolette Pate, she'll be joining us when we come back. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. We are having way too much fun today. It goes by way too fast. I don't care what any other show says. We are by far the fastest hour of radio on radio. Multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming, podcasting, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag right here on the show each and every day. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. If you <laughs> if you even know what radio is, I, I'll never... I'll never forget that story hearing from one of the other co-workers that I have here at our flagship here in Wichita in our radio station. Younger kid. And uh, what's radio? This girl he's trying to date. Yeah. Uh, is that like podcasting? Come on, man. Welcome back into the show. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. Find us on the website at whosyourreason.com. I'm in a good mood today. I see a lot of movement and a lot of people beginning to push back, wake up, and fight back, which is what we need. The line has been drawn in the sand. We're taking back control of our own livelihoods. 
what we can do when we go to work, what we can do when we actually get off work, what we can do when we go home with our family, the education we have with our children. I'm telling you, the crazy wackadoodles in Virginia with saying that you just don't have any say with your kids' education. I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually you take books out and make their own decisions. I stop the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. <laughs> Oh, man, that's concerning. The children are the future, as we always say, and it's time to focus on not just the education of not just, you know, the morality, traditional values, whatever you believe in. It's not just that stuff, but it's also just how we live our daily life. Obviously, we're in a pandemic with a virus right now trying to be healthy. And I read a story a couple of months ago, a survey that just talked about just basic changing of your diet. Uh, eating less fatty foods, even eating less preservatives, eating less salt, eating less canned or boxed foods, just eating healthier could lower your symptoms of COVID by like 33%. Now, as you know, I did a drastic dietary change a couple of months ago by going straight vegan. I'm still challenged, and I got to be honest, I've faulted on that a lot. I had like actual tacos a couple nights ago. I know. I know. With like real meat, and it was probably the best thing I think I ever had, so I definitely enjoyed it. But what can we do to try and be healthier? What can be aware of when we have a proper diet? Not just for us, but for our children as well. Obesity with children is out of control, and as we go into the Halloween season, we're going to be seeing a lot more candy floating through the house. I have a cycle to where whatever candy that my little daughter brings in, my seven-year-old little voice of reason, we turn around and give that back for the candy for Halloween trick-or-treating next year because we just don't eat a whole lot. But what can we do to fight some of this? I'm excited to have on the program. She is a dietitian. She's a nutritionist. You can find her online at womenandfamilynutrition.com. Pamela Schoenfield here with us. Uh, Pam, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing good. Great to be on. Yeah, it's great to have you on the program. I appreciate it very much. It's a ever-growing battle. I see pictures and comparisons now of like the medical industry and why we have so many health issues and why like everybody in their kitchen sink has heart disease. And we see pictures from like the 1950s, 60s, 70s, where, you know, everybody's on the beach having a good time running around playing. And then pictures of today where a large amount of the population's more obese and a large population's not as active and they're playing video games or they're sitting at home watching TV. Is this true? Are we really seeing a trend of a lot more quote unquote obese or unhealthy eating habits that we've seen over the last few years? Ah, yeah, for sure. And it's interesting. I was listening to what you were saying before I got on, and you were talking about vegan diets. And I think we ca- that kind of is sort of the heart of the matter. When we try to follow all these food rules, we tend to not be able to stay on a nourishing diet. So yeah. people think that food is supposed to be um, kind of dry and low-fat and lots of vegetables and, okay, fine, but kids aren't going to go for that. Sure. And it's actually not healthier for children to, to put them on that type of diet. I work with a lot of parents in the interest of doing something really good for their children that can kind of backfire because the kids don't want to eat like that. Yeah. So, um, but yes, there's a lot more obesity. Yes, there's a lot more eating of fast food. Parents are busier, both, you know, mothers and fathers, they're both busy with their jobs. Um, but I don't think the reason that we're seeing the obesity is necessarily that people are just eating more. I think there has been a few things that's changed in the food system, and this is not something you're going to hear in a lot of places, but we've changed um, how we prepare foods in this, um, in, in this country where we view things as certain things like animal fats as being really bad for us and vegetable fats as being good. And by the way, that's actually the opposite of what some more of the newer research and better research is showing. Interesting. 
It's just, yeah, I've yeah. not heard that. And I have heard that, you know, the, the the fatty meat is bad for you. Now, I went to a vegan diet, more of a spiritual change. My wife has lupus, and she actually mm-hmm. has been feeling better with a lot of the dietary changes that we have. And it's not really, like you said, a regimen to where we're trying to punish ourselves and suffer by, you know, really bad foods. I'm amazed at the different recipes that you can actually make on vegan stuff. It's really fascinating to me. But we do when we want to and when we splurge or when we just feel in the need to. We have, you know, a freezer stocked full of meat that we've collected over the years. And, you know, we still eat that. And you're right. The little one, I mean, she enjoys the healthier food and now she's kind of getting used to it. But she fought it there for a good while. And uh, it's hard for a lot of young individuals, young kids to actually adapt healthier eating styles because I, th- I don't know if it's the family not telling them, no, you can't have that extra bag of chips or no, you can't have that extra soda or whatever it is. But I, 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 there's a lot of children that I think that just that just are used to that stuff and just that's what they go for. And then once your taste buds get adjusted yeah. to that, it's a hard time going back, isn't it? Yes, it is. But the thing is, children, I don't think are do better on low-fat diets, okay? So mm. vegan diet, I, I think it's great to have kids eating lots of plant foods. I have no argument with that. Sure. And this might not have been what you expected me to say because I'm a little bit of a different dietitian. I take more of an ancestral approach. And by the way, that doesn't mean I'm a, um, you know, a caveman diet person. I look back at what people used to eat and what was generally considered valuable food. Sure. So people would eat things like cheese. They would eat things like meat. They would eat things like organ meat. They would eat things like eggs. That was not the only part of their diet, but that was a ba- that's sort of the base of their protein. And then they would add different vegetables and different um, grains or beans or whatever. So it was a mixed diet. And the thing is, when we take away the fats from the children's diets, we say, you know, we should only eat lean chicken breast and not have a hamburger. Mm-hmm. We now set them up for wanting things that are fattier, like chips and French fries and things that actually have high levels of these, what I'll call toxic fats in them that actually change how your body works because they get down to the cellular level and substitute for the types of fats that are supposed to be in your cells. So this this epidemic of obesity is not just an epidemic of overconsumption of calories. It's a, it, it, and this is, I can, you know, share with your readers, I mean, listeners, sorry, um, things that you can look up um, on this topic. It's pretty amazing. And I get amazing results in my practice when people make these changes and they only eat the kind of fats that are actually natural to this earth and haven't been adulterated. So, you know, it's, it's a big um, paradigm shift because we've been told of all these foods are bad for us. But for example, beef is the best source of iron and zinc for most children and children that are rapidly growing need a lot of iron and zinc cheese where it seems like, oh, that's just so full of fat. It's been shown that it actually really does help with actually cholesterol levels and with weight for some, for most people. Now there are people that are hyper responders. So um, I'll just give you an example. Um, a major university that has a major nutrition department that's looked up to by this, you know, the USDA and for advice of what they're going to tell you and also other people in, in um, public health has ranked um, things like sweet potato chips on their scoring food system as higher than a hamburger, which makes zero sense because sweet potato chips, while they're made from sweet potatoes, and that's a great food, no doubt about that, they're fried. Yeah. So there's a very disconnect there. So when we have to look at this in a more, a bigger picture, we cannot just say certain foods are bad because of these rules. We have to look at what nutrients are they providing? Are they natural to the way the the physiology of a 
any living thing is. And those are two big questions that have to be answered before we judge a food as not being appropriate. And the thing is, when you eat more of these healthy, satisfying foods, you're going to desire the other foods less. So I always tell people, look, if you're interested in eating some chips, why don't you just try a piece of toast and put some butter on it? You might find that just as good. Yeah. And butter's a natural fat. I am so glad. Again, I, I got no, I'm so glad I got you on the show to today. Yeah, no, I'm so glad I got you on the show today to talk about this because I love it because I'm right there with you. It's it's natural. It's real. And whether it's, you know, the vegan or eating the meat and eating dairy or whatever it is, I mean, if it's natural, then that's what's healthy for. And I think people have lost that concept to, to remember what's a natural fat, natural health, and then not so much. I mean, my big concern is eating the process, like you said, the box food and the canned food, where we put so much salt in that stuff to preserve it and make it last for a year that when you eat it, it's doing more harm than it is good uh, sort of thing. When they say, oh, well, you know, it's a it's canned whatever that's supposed to be really healthy for you. But there's so much garbage in there that just doesn't do you any benefit. And we have to differentiate between the healthy, natural things that you're supposed to be intaking and things that are just man-made to preserve it to make it last for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the foods that we can make are actually a lot simpler if we use the kind of ingredients that add so much flavor. So, for example, if you're going to want to encourage children to eat some vegetables, which we all want to do, I think. I mean, most parents who who care about what their children eat, there's nothing wrong with putting a little salt and butter on them. It, it yeah. cuts the bitterness of the vegetable, and actually the, the, the fat makes the nutrients in the vegetables more absorbable. So it's when we try to be so good and to say, well, we're just going to eat lean chicken, or we're just, you know, we're going to eat only fish, and we're going to eat, you know, vegetables with very little fat on them, we tend to make our desires for those other foods go up. Because our bodies have a natural craving for fat. Yeah. And this might not be something that, you know, most people think about. But I, I find that this is just the fundamental thing that I see in my practice all the time. Most people are not eating excessive amounts of foods. They're eating the foods that are actually not matching their body's physiology. And they're causing all, wreaking all sorts of Different havoc kinds of issues. on I, their bodies. I, I tell you what, Pam, we got to take a hard break. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Sure. Awesome. I'd love to continue love this to. conversation. Yeah, we got to take a break here. When we come back, Pamela Schoenfeld, you can find her online at womenandfamilynutrition.com. As we talk about proper nutrition, proper diet, we'll get into the Halloween stuff here as well, right around the corner. Wrap it up today for a midweek celebration here on The Voice Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program, wrapping up the show today all over the country, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you doing the thing like we do each and every day. I'm digging this conversation. I love it. Ways to make ourselves healthy. Take our health back into our own hands. Don't be a customer to the health, uh, to the medical industry. Just take care of yourself. Do your thing, man. I love it. We're talking with Pamela Schoenfeld. She is with womenandfamilynutrition.com, dietitian, nutritionist, as we talk about best ways and best types of diets. And and Pam, I love it. Now, let me ask you this, because I've heard this rumor as well, is that a lot of people crave more food now because uh, we're so stretched then with, say, the agriculture industry trying to grow so many crops and so many things that the food that we're eating is starting to lose nutrition as well. So while we eat more, our body craves more because we may be eating more in volume, but the nutrition that used to be there isn't near as jam packed full of nutrition. So our body still craves more stuff as well. Is that true? Uh, I would say, yes. I say that um, when we meet our nutritional needs, that tends to suppress our appetite. And really the first nutritional need that we have to meet, of course, is calories, but after that is protein. Mm. So when you're getting enough protein, you tend to be less hungry. But then there's a whole array of vitamins and minerals that we need to get. And what I, you know, I see in my practice is that there's almost never a person that comes in that I can assess them and say, oh, you're meeting everything. Right. And that sounds like, what? How could it be so complicated? <laughs> but the reason it's complicated is because we've moved away from our ancestral diet. And in fact, that's why I'm a dietitian, because I learned that on my own when I was in my 40s. I'm like, wait a minute, all this stuff, I thought I was doing really well. And by the way, I was more plant-based, but I wasn't feeling well. And then I learned all about this ancestral nutrition and, and turned my life around. And I went back to school and dedicated my practice to helping other mothers and families get their ch- children to a place that they can feel, you know, hey, you know, our children have every opportunity in life now to succeed because their health is going to be great. Because that's the one thing I see over and over again is the health getting health problems getting in the way with all the things children and families and adults want to do. It's, it's, it's a tragedy in this country. It really is. It's you know, it's, it's basically you're losing out on life when you don't have optimal health. Well, that's very and, true, especially with the COVID pandemic right now, where we see that it's marginally attacking individuals that are overweight and obese more so than the rest of the population. I mean, we have a serious virus spreading through the population right now, right. and it's affecting individuals that aren't healthy 
with that, we got just about a minute and a half or so left here, so I, I yep. want to ask you about Halloween. But with all the amounts, of massive mm-hmm. amounts of candy that's going to be handed out to the kids, what are some tips for for the parents and the children when they get the candy to preserve it, to not eat it, to eat little bits of it? I mean, what, uh, what can we do here? Or what can we give away at trick-or-treaters, come to the door, that's maybe a little bit healthier? Well, you know, that's, that's a good question, that last question. I, um, when we had trick-or-treaters, because I live in a place that hardly get any, would give things that were rich in nuts and chocolate. Now, a lot of Ooh. kids are allergic to nuts nowadays, so that's a little tricky, right? <laughs> but the sugary candies that are, you can look at a candy and, you know, look at the ingredients in it. If, if sugar's the first ingredient, you'd want to avoid that. I, a better candy, if you're going to give candy, would have more fat in the first ingredient and maybe chocolate because chocolate tends to be actually a relatively healthy food. But if you don't want to give candy, then you could give, um, you know, little um, snack packs of things. However, remember, most of those are fried. So I don't know if there's any perfect thing that most children like to eat because obviously Halloween is supposed to be about getting treats. But I think if parents look at the candy and they can discard the ones that are really, you know, just garbage, mm. because, you know, if you wouldn't feed it to your dog, don't feed it to your kids. It's <laughs> um, a good way to live by it. I mean, seriously, yeah. seriously, right? People take better care of their dogs than they do of their kids. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I'm not saying they're not trying to take care of their children, but children have voices. Sure. You know, and they're going to tell you what they want, right? But um, just throw it away, or or you said you keep it for the next year. I mean, you must put it in the freezer. Um, that's an option. Um, but but explain to the children, you know, we're going to have some of this candy, and we can have a little bit each day. I don't think a little bit of candy with a child that's not overweight or seriously overweight is a problem. And some people would argue with that. But I'm not the person that says you, you should keep these foods completely away from children, because then they're going to try to sneak these foods. Yeah. And that could potentially lead to disordered eating. So we make these foods a part of a, a comprehensive diet where 80 to 90% of our food is real food. And then we have some room for treats and we keep our children active and explain to them if you want to eat extra calories or extra food, we do want to keep active because that's what the food is for. It's to create energy more. in our body and we need to use it. I love it. Yeah. If you're going to eat more, then you got to be running that extra lap around the house. Yeah. There we go. Exactly. Keep them active. Pamela Schoenfeld, it is womenandfamilynutrition.com. Pam, it's great to talk to you. I really appreciate you coming on the show. we got to do this again soon. Oh, great. I would love that. Hey, Thanks. really appreciate that. We'll do that again. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. Until then, take these words of wisdom. Be your own voice of reason. Stand up, do your thing. Speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.